welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz, and my guest today is Phil Singleton. He is a passionate SEO expert and WordPress web developer. He's also the co-author of a book called Local Lead Generation, uh, and he happens to be a member of the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network as well. So, Phil, thanks for joining me. Hey, thanks, John. This is an honor and a privilege. Well, so you spend a lot of time, pretty much every day, with your kind of nose to the SEO grindstone. So I thought uh, I would kind of take an opportunity to to really get under the hood. Obviously, you know, my audience, I'm sure I have some SEO geeks out there, but certainly a lot of just small business owners trying to trying to do their thing and figure out how to get more traffic and more business. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to ask you to reveal some of your best kept secrets today okay sure <laughs> let's start pretty high level so you've been doing this for a while about a decade i guess in in seo and um which is like a lifetime in seo so what 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 are some of the most significant things that you think have changed that impact uh, business owners ability to to use seo as a, as a channel really well, the first thing that comes to mind really is, um, you know, as soon as they started enter- entering the uh, the maps and results, uh, the local results. I mean, that was pretty much a game changer, you know, back in the day. Of course, you know, a few years ago, it was it was almost pretty much pot luck where you'd pop up, right? So you'd see a lot of people just based on where their address was and then maybe the proximity of the of where the searcher was, and you'd have these companies that maybe didn't deserve to be there right, or right. you know as a competitor didn't think they should be there but they would just kind of be popping up just just really because of, of the luck of you know where their address was um, and I think that really got under people's skin for a long time because those map results even to this day are still you know fairly prominent if you're looking for a local yeah. business or service um, and and so, so that's been a, a big deal and then they came along with you know not too long ago they came with this along with a pigeon update which essentially and this is Google they came in and basically started to merge the traditional kind of local map results with traditional SEO ranking factors. So then all of a sudden, um, guys of us out in the internet marketing world that wanted to try and you know, have some kind of influence or at least increase the chances that our clients or even our own businesses would pop up in those maps better, now, now all of a sudden you know, Google kind of started to say, okay, we're going to start to look at, at traditional SEO ranking factors. So you could, may have a little bit more influence on, um, on those map results. So to me... That's that's really been the biggest game changer that I've seen since since doing it is that we can actually, you know, start to do things and develop a a more of a local SEO plan to really help people, you know, start to affect those results um, for 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 local search, um, and it also kind of ties in obviously to reputation management and that, and that kind of stuff as well. So um, often you see these uh, these big lists, you know, the 100 most important factors in the Google algorithm or something like that. And obviously people that, that eat and breathe this, maybe they can spend time figuring out half of them. But, you know, what what's the typical small business to do? I mean, if you were going to say, well, okay, but if you can only for- focus on three or four things, you know, what would they be in your opinion? Well, a big part of you know my whole strategy is everything's going to come back to to the website, right? So I liken that to the the car and the NASCAR race, or you know your your golf clubs or your equipment. You got to have you know good stuff and stuff set up from the very beginning to I think have a chance. So you know investing in a website and getting it set up and making sure that you've got the content there. You're investing in in the in blogging. Um, you're making sure that you've got um, some localized content on there. That's going to be, you know, one of the probably one of the biggest factors, and making sure that you also have got, you know, your address in the right places, and all kind of the typical things 
you'd see, but you really have to have that website set up in the right way, at least have the fundamentals um, of SEO in place. So, so investing in a website presence and not necessarily is one that you got you know, off of a free web builder or you know, off of Craigslist or your, or your nephew and got it in with somebody that actually knew a little bit about the fundamentals you know, of SEO and, and had some basic uh, SEO setup or coding you know, up on your site is really going to increase your chances, I think, of, of um, ranking locally. And that would be especially for, for um, the organic results, right? So the results that would maybe come up under the maps if those are triggered. Um, but that would definitely be the first thing is, is to kind of take a close look at your site and, and make sure that you've done everything that you can um, with the budget you have to, to make that as optimized as possible. Yeah, it's funny. Back in the day, um, you know, website or SEO people would sell, you know, optimization, on-page optimization and off-page optimization as really being the key. But, um, you know, over the last few years, if you don't have great educational, lengthy um, you know, well-written content, it's pretty hard to rank no matter what kind of black magic you pull, isn't it? Pretty much. I mean, everything that yeah, we're doing now is coming back into content, you know, content-driven SEO. I will say that, you know, long-form blog posts, if you're trying to rank for something like SEO service or web design, are, are really going to be super critical, and you're going to have to do some of those um, probably to, to have a chance at ranking for, for really competitive, certainly you know, nationally and regionally, but even at a local level. Um, you know, I do see for, for some really local companies that depending on the level of sophistication or how much they, you know, their competitors maybe have invested in SEO, um, sometimes the, I guess the burden of maybe the content length, it, the quality still needs to be there, but you know, you're not going to see a lot of guys, for instance, that, you know, could be, you know, plumbing is going to be you know, perhaps really competitive in every metro level, but you might have some that are, you know, some kind of specialized flooring or something. Where you know a 500 or 700 um, word blog post is might be all that they need you know, versus trying to have to worry about having some long authoritative um, post for that highly localized search, um, which is good news because the less a, comp- a local company has to invest in these really long authoritative blog posts just to rank you know locally in, in a niche. Um, does kind of reduce, I think, that that content, but it doesn't take it away, right? right? You still have to invest in it. You still have to distribute it. You still have to, I think, optimize it to have a chance to rank or some of that stuff. But I think that that's actually good news for a lot of local businesses because I, you know they don't have the resource or it's a it's a tough way for them to spend the the the, the small amount of resources they have is to you know to hire somebody or to have somebody internally writing content. So I, I agree. I mean, a lot of it has to do with the competitiveness. So for the and that really gets to the heart and soul of what we I see for everything. I mean, literally every single web design project that we have, if it's going to be held up by anything, it's usually held up by the content, right? So it's right. the the page, the text, the maybe the intro blog post is the the blog post, the um, whatever, the videos, the the, um, the headshots, that kind of stuff. And then ongoing, you just don't you know we all talk about how important content is now to for everything um, online. But it's really tough for a business owner, right, that's running their business and trying to, especially if they're the ones that are kind of managing everything, to to have to worry about creating, uh, you know, blog posts and, and content on an ongoing basis. So trying to find that piece or some way, you know, where they can still kind of guide wh- where what they should be doing as an authority but not have to maybe write it all the time. So either have somebody in-house or have you know, work through a marketing consultant or work through a writer or somebody that can help them keep that consistent flow is, is super important. So if you can, if you can do that and you can address that and you can get, 
you know, blog posts out on a weekly basis or even twice a month, you're going to be so much further ahead than your competitors that just aren't doing it because there's just no way. You know, a lot of these guys, and you've probably seen, John, how uh, we talked early on how um, you tell people they need to blog and in their mind they're saying, yeah, we'll do that or we can do that. And then it, it just never happens. If you name a, 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 a small business, I can't really name one that we've worked with in the last five years that has really ever been able to deliver a blog post a week or even a blog post a month despite best intentions to do yeah, so. So absolutely. figuring out that content flow is a big piece of SEO in general, um, but certainly also for local SEO. And I think the, the benefit there is if, if you just start doing it or find a way to get it done, you're going to be ahead of everybody else because they're just, they're just not going to do it. Yeah, particularly over time. You know, it's, it's not necessarily because you're at one or two blog posts, but at the end of the year, you've got 20 or 25 that are you know topics that make sense for what people are looking for, then you've got an asset that is probably going to serve you for some time. And that's just the key there. I mean, it has to, if we're talking about blog posts, we're not talking about writing blog posts for SEO or writing blog posts for Google. I mean, these have to be things that you're proud of that make sense that you would share on social media. But you know, we, when we create content anymore, we can't do it without an SEO mindset. <clears throat> Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to lose a lot of potential value there yeah. if you work in that kind of stuff. Yeah, so let's let's drill down really local. So um, today, if I'm looking for a plumber or a, somebody to remodel my bathroom or something, I'm going to type in you know, re- <coughs> remodeling contractor or bathroom remodel or something. And and in many cases, um, I'm going to Google's going to know where I am and it's going to show me some localized results. And we used to have that. I don't know, it's been called a number of things. There used to be seven in there and then five, and now we're down to three. So showing up in that kind of Google three-pack has become, I think, really important for for local businesses. So what are those, some of the most important factors that determine you know, how you get in that three-pack? Okay, so I'll just go back, and I, th- I think to me, having the website set up and then maybe finding you know ways to um, – implement, I guess, best practices, SEO coding. So for me, that's going to be making sure that you've got your Google Plus, Google My Business set up, and then to the extent that you can, perhaps installing you know, the Google um, Developer Badge in there so you've got a direct link you know, from your site to, um, to your Google My Business page. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also, it's getting a little bit techy, but there's little, little, little bits of um, uh, SEO code via uh, structured data and schema where you can you can signal to Google, kind of like you would in like a page title or a meta description. You can add an extra layer of local information in your pages that tie you specifically. You know, again, this is kind of under the hood, where you can say, "Hey, this is my address. This is the kind of business I am. This is the official name of my business. This is you know another work, and these are my official social media accounts." So having those kind of sig- local signals in place, I think, are really important. But again, that kind of gets into what we talked about first about let's uh, let's get the the website in, in, in order first. I think the next biggest thing is going to make sure that you have your Google My Business page set up and have it you know, optimized to the hilt or at least filled into the hilt correctly you know, so that you've got um, you're, you're putting posts in that in, in your Google Plus um, company page, right? Yeah. So a lot of, you got to go in there and set that up I, and I would just like you would any other page, make sure that you, you, you know, use, put in all the content that you can. So a custom yeah. background image, you know, put in your logo, of course, your name, address, and phone number are going to be in there. You've also got um, a place to put in you know, two, three, four, 400 lines of intro text where you can actually have uh, backlinks back to your website sure. on that test. And, and I think 
Um, it used to be, it should still be up to this day, where that's one of the few places you can actually get a do follow link from Google right. um, from there back to your website. So taking advantage of that where you've got a link back maybe to an inner page I think would be really helpful. Um, but also loading up the, the videos, yep. uh, everything that you can do to kind of make that a, um, give that page the same kind of weight and attention that you would on your own website is going to be going to be super helpful. Um, and then I think the next biggest thing, and the thing I'm most probably excited about um, for, for our, you know, what we do for, for local um, SEO services would be to tie that all into a, an effective um, online reputation strategy, right? So that to me is the biggest, of all the things you can do for, for SEO, I think you know, having an online reputation and management strategy probably a pound for pound is is the most valuable and the most important thing that you can do. And and just to break that down, because a lot of people use that term reputation management. I mean, what we're really talking about is reviews, right? Right. Um, and so, um, an interesting component of the review, obviously, reviews are great social proof. They are, you know, somebody if somebody reads bad reviews, that's going to kill business. Uh, but having really positive five star type of reviews, I think Google really rewards that in a couple ways. Certainly. Um, Certainly, there is a, some indication that that helps you get in that three pack. But I think when you sometimes look at that three pack and you see you see a couple companies without any reviews, and then you see one and they've got those blazing stars across there, I, I think to me that that's like a click through factor too, isn't it? Big time. I mean, I describe this to our clients here. Is I mean, that's really the holy grail of local SEO, right? Is you showing up there at the top of the page and having more reviews than the next three guys that were fortunate enough to be there. So, I mean, it just immediately sets you apart from the comp- competition and makes you um, one of the guys that has to be on their short list of calls, right? So, of course, it doesn't close the sale for you, but it certainly <laughs> puts you on the list. And now let's hear a word from this week's sponsor. Maybe you come up with lots of great ideas, and obviously today the best place to test an idea is the internet. So what do we do? We go and try to get a domain name because that's how you do it. But to register a domain name for your big idea, uh, you need to use a registration platform. And my personal suggestion is Hover. You know, when all you want to do is buy a domain name or an email address, you shouldn't have to opt out of page after page. Have you done that before with some of the registrars? They're selling all kinds of other services. But you want to get your domain name registered and get back to working on your idea. And that's why Hover really only offers domain names and email. So you can focus on getting back to work. So find a domain name for your great idea. Go to Hover.com. And use the promo code PhilDTM, that's today's guest, PhilDTM, at Hover.com, and at checkout, you're going to save 10% on your first purchase. So so talk about the role of advertising. I mean, Google's done a lot lately. Um, you know, the whole sidebar ads are gone, and now they're getting bigger at the top and more prominent at the top. In fact, for most people on a laptop, um, the organic results are below the fold now. Um, so... You know, do you think that that obviously Google wants to sell advertising, but do you think that that also means that even if you're ranking organically and even if you are showing up in the three pack, that you probably better invest in some AdWords too? We certainly, you know, suggest that you do because if you're going to, you know, put you know, put your time and money to internet marketing, certainly. I mean, I actually just saw today, right before we had this call, how um, on search engine land there's a post about how how many. Um, searches are being made uh, basically overall, but they broke it down, you know, per month and per day. And the, the one that we used to cite up until 
just yesterday was I would tell people there's 3.5 billion uh, Google searches made every day, right? Well, today I find out that there's actually 5.5 billion searches made every day. So mm. if people are searching more, it's not less. And then, you know, when you, of course, when you come up to the people you're talking about voice search and all that kind of stuff, that's really, I think, just going to expand the searches. It's not going to replace any. We'll just be searching more in our car, doing things. So that's all going up. So getting back to it, it's like if, you, if that's where everybody's, if that's where all the action is, you know, then investing in every place that you can, you know, on Google that generates a good return, I think, is a smart, um, smart idea. So we certainly recommend to everybody that they, you know, first we're going to go after and make sure that we set the foundations to get the best possible organic ranks because you still get a lot of people um, that know what ads are. They're not going for glad. They'll tell you they never click the ads and they'll scroll down. They're looking at the maps or looking at the organic results. And that being said, you know, Google is a $400 billion company and that most of the revenues come from AdWords. So, you know, we're going to want to make sure that, um, that we, um, we use that platform because there's a reason why they're so successful. So we, we're going to, locally, we, we're going to go after reputation management going in the reviews. We want to make sure that we've got a great chance for organic visibility down below the maps because you don't always get um, results that trigger uh, a maps listings. Of course, locally you're going to see a lot more. Yeah. But you definitely want to consider backfilling or filling the holes in with AdWords, right, to the extent that your budget will allow for it. So you start to dominate on certain things maybe because you've got a good local SEO program in place. Um, you can't rank for everything, and you know that there's probably some longer tail keywords or some phrases that you can't get everything for. Um, that's how I actually use you know, AdWords for us and for our clients would be to make sure that I get the kind of, that kind of visibility that I can't get maybe um, with the organic stuff. So how do you, I mean, in the course of the last couple months probably you know Google's made some pretty significant changes and that uh, you know that rate of change is only accelerating so you know how do you personally keep up what do you where do you read where do you go to to stay on top of some of this obviously because it's important for you to be pretty much ahead of all of your clients so where where do you suggest people go if they want to get an education on uh, on SEO topics certainly if you're gonna check out like on a weekly basis and you just kind of wanted to go and see what was going on in this month or maybe in the last week. I mean, search engine land, um, search engine journal, those kind of places are going to be really good to get um, some feedback from the journalists that cover the industry there and also from some really <coughs> high level competitor, uh, um, contributors. Um, my personal favorite though is going to be search engine roundtable and that's because um, that one basically covers the chatter of guys like me that run boutique agencies around the country and around the world. And, you know, Google doesn't necessarily always disclose. In fact, they rarely disclose what they're doing or when they're having enough to update or give you any indication of why they've reshuffled the deck so hard today. Right. Um, but the guys that have the books of 10, 50, 100 clients can see very quickly what's going on. So a lot of us will run to places like Search Engine Roundtable and um, the guy that runs that, Barry Shorts, is, does a great job of covering chatter from around the forums and kind of aggregating it in one place. So you can see right on this site, right going on today, what kind of news has been released and maybe what the weather is, you know, for today and for tomorrow and, you know, what's been happening. And you get some pretty good insight, too, there in, in, the, um, in the comments. Um, of course, I think SEO is like a lot of places on the internet that has its share of, of trolling and haters. So there's, you have to kind of weed through um, some of the disputes and, you know, um, uh, debates that go on there, but it, there's also some some really good information about what people are actually seeing 
Um, and then can you know we can kind of take a step back and see how we may need to adjust things uh, this week or this month or you know what to look for in the in the coming weeks and months. So obviously those are very industry specific. But if somebody just wanted to learn, like okay, you mentioned you know schema for example on your or you know markup for your your address. If somebody wanted to learn what that meant at kind of a basic level and you know how to apply it um, or have you found some I, I know you don't hang out in some of those places anymore i suspect but have you found some that uh, that, that are helpful that's um, a really good question i mean you know, you know when you get to i guess what is the level that i'm at i'm kind of looking to get the, you know to the next yeah. the next edge or whatever not necessarily looking through the lens of um, how maybe a small business owner or you know, a marketer, yeah. even a, maybe a web designer trying to get. I mean, I will say that I think Moz.com, you know, sure. for yeah. for for the beginner and maybe for the intermediate, they've got a great you know, set of resources there. I think to kind of go in there and you know, of course, everybody that tries to do this, like when we all have our own way to try and pass information off, so sure. which which rolls into inbound marketing, right? So yeah. um, you'll see a lot of guys, and I and I think this is true true um, for SEO in general. I mean, you've got a lot of the SEO journalists and sites out there that cover the industry, but it's really the guys at the local level, I think, or the metro level that are actually executing SEO yeah. and making money for their clients on a day on a you know to, yeah. to, as a matter of survival. Often these guys have um, some really good information. So just trying to find out who might be the major major players in your area and seeing if they've got some entry level maybe eBooks or blog posts um, can also be a great way to find some really good information. From the guys that are actually developing the strategies and executing it, you know, on the street, versus trying to get some of the maybe the aggregated content that's right. out there, you know. Um, great, great advice. So I want to want to end with uh, kind of putting you on the spot and saying if somebody came to you, and obviously there's a lot of factors that go into play here, but but if somebody came to you and said, hey, you know, I've only got money to do one, you know, really big thing, you know, do you, do you often look at some, you know whether it's some ninja trick that's working today and might not work next uh, uh, next year, but do you often look for kind of a, ho- a low-hanging fruit place? Yeah, I mean, even in the last few months, I've been able to give present, right, to a few different um, chambers and this kind of thing who were out in front of, you know, a group of 50 or so business owners. And I literally a part of my, my presentation is if you don't, if you leave here and don't remember anything else, um, please remember this slide or the previous slide, whatever wherever we were, and think about your your review strategy and your online reputation. Because um, assuming that you can at least get your website set up to the extent that you can without putting a bunch of money, if you've only got an, enough to spend, you're only going to act on one thing. Um, really getting that that especially Google, getting that your Google My Business page set up, getting your Maps page you know in order, and then trying to work on a daily basis to. You know, to to work in getting that kind of feedback back, so that you can you can um, start you know aggregating some good reviews because that's pound for pound. I mean, the way I look at reviews is two things. One, there's there's many different ways, right? You get you get better local SEO visibility. Um, to me, you know, I've been a part of your network now for two years, and I know that referral marketing is one of the most important parts of what you you know we all talk about and what we try and do for you know some of our clients. Well, to me, reviews, online reviews. R is part of a digital referral strategy, sure. right? It's a matter sure. of getting sure. that up there where people can see it and it basically enables you to kind of extend your referral network to strangers because they're seeing people that trust you. And if you get a big enough um, critical mass of reviews, then that's all you need to, con- to convince people. It's as strong as getting one personal, maybe offline review. So if you're going to put money in anything that you, you hear from people, I think trying to 
you know, work with, with somebody, work with somebody local, trying to get that uh, an online review system in place um, is probably going to be the least expensive, highest return on investment that you can get in terms of maybe a local SEO strategy. Of course, there's a lot of other things you can be doing, but if you've only got one or a limited budget or something to focus on, that would be where I would, I would invest today. Awesome. Talking with Phil Singleton, he's an SEO expert and web, uh, WordPress web developer and co-author of Local Lead Generation. So, uh, Phil, thanks for joining us, and uh, obviously I'll, I'll see you out there on the road or in town uh, <laughs> here in Kansas City at some point. Hey, thanks so much, John.